200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Hey, Jim. Uh, recently, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of the Golden State of California, our home state, signed into law AB 392, 392, a bill that uh, indicated that police here uh, are to use force only when, quote, necessary, um, the media reaction uh, would indicate that the bill would drastically reduce police use of force. But the reality is that the new language does little to restrict officers from using force when they reasonably believe underlo- underlined and, hi- and uh, I- italicized um, that there is, exists an imminent threat of death or great bodily harm to an officer or another person or to apprehend a fleeing felon who may cause, again, death or great bodily harm. Um, the, the, let, me, let me do a quick reader from the actual bill itself, just so we have some clarity, and then we'll get into it. Um, la, la, la. Okay. The, an officer um, may use uh, force uh, when they reasonably believe, based on the totality of circumstances, that such force is necessary for either of the following reasons, to defend against an imminent threat of death or serious bodily injury to the officer or another person, to apprehend a fleeing person. So essentially what I've just said said in my opener there. Um, The the law also states that, uh, let's get get into some of the the ramifications and repercussions here, because there's one piece of this law that that does trouble me greatly. Um, And it is that in the aftermath of uh, an event, the officer may be judged on not just the action of the use of force, deadly force or other force, but of the actions that led to it. Now, that to me is akin to judging, to use a sports analogy, um, the performance of a football team on fourth down based on the performance of that football team on downs one through three. Right? Okay. So give me your impression because, you know, there's... Are, are all of the downs related? Yeah, they're all related. They're all part of the series. <clears throat> is the play caller and the, and the quarterback the same? Is the offense the offensive line the same? Yes, it's all the same people involved. But there's a huge difference between first and ten and fourth and inches. And <clears throat> those circumstances, because they've changed somewhat, uh, to put it mildly, that makes that makes things different at the, at the outcome, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I I. I I've been watching the progress of AB or Senate Bill 392 move from uh, shortly after the Stephon Clark incident in Sacramento. And, and I think everyone will agree in California that that, is, that was the nexus for this legislation, that um, uh, Clark was um, disputably in the backyard of his grandmother's home. Um, the footage that I saw sure looks like he was breaking windows. Uh, he, the helicopter showed uh, an individual in a backyard, not the grandmother's, breaking windows, 
with some sort of instrument. Um, as the police helicopter moved in, the individual starts jumping fences, ends up in the backyard. Uh, two um, officers move in. Uh, there's an exchange, there's some shouting, and then uh, there's the firing. Um, Mr. Clark was found to be holding a cell phone, not um, a weapon. Uh, in the darkness, the officers uh, thought they saw a weapon and fired. Um, so, you know, in a case like this, I sure hope that um, whoever decides to prosecute or not prosecute, if it's the district attorney or the attorney general, that they go by the spirit of the law and not necessarily the letter of the law when, you know, looking at the totality of the circumstances, would under the new legislation, I'm asking you, do you think those officers would be charged uh, for criminal negligence for firing at, at the individual in the backyard? He's Somebody calls a criminal offense. Somebody is indeed breaking windows. Uh, they confront somebody in the darkness of a backyard. He's got something in his hand that is small and dark. Uh, if the officers say that he took a position that was to them threatening and they open fire and it turns out it's a cell phone, does the new legislation say now they're going to be criminally charged? I, th I think that, yes, I think that, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a plausible uh, outcome. Uh, it's an unfortunate, it's a terrible, it's an unjust outcome, but it's, it's an outcome from this legislation because, you know, you go back to, um, you know, what I was saying, you know, all of the steps that led up to, and you just articulated well, what led to the death of Stefan Clark. Um, the, this new law, as, as far as I can tell from reading the, the, the synopsis that was sent to me from, um, I think it was California Police Officers Association, I don't remember, um, that the, that judgment may be made based on not just the shooting, but on everything that led up to it, be, the, the behavior of not just the officers, but of the offender. So, you know, the a jury or a grand jury or a DA or, as you said, the, the attorney general, they may look at tape from an hour before the incident and say, okay, well, they had this domestic and it got all jacked up and they're all, they're, their adrenaline's still high and they're still thinking about that guy that tried to attack them before. Maybe that affected, that colored their interaction with this individual who looked like he had a, a gun, but it was really just a mobile phone. Right. So, I mean, how, and how far are they going to back it up? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just a, it's a slippery slope to me that I think um, is going to be problematic for some, some officers. Um Officers who have two or three complaints against them, justified or unjustified. How far do you back it up, right? Yeah. What's, what's the, the pretext to an event is defined by what? Right. I think, I think if anything, I think this muddies the waters and it gives the, the prosecution the ability to file a charge when otherwise there was no charge there. And then it, it's left up to uh, a jury and that's a total crapshoot. You said that perfectly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It gives the it gives the opportunity for charges that didn't previously exist. Yeah. That sums it up perfectly. No. So, I mean, early on, I was thinking, you know, maybe this thing should be called the second shot uh, rule where, you know, unfortunately, it puts officers in, in the seat where they've got to pretty much 
be assured that it is a weapon, a fireable weapon, not a not a toy or a replica. And that, that is unfortunate, and it's wrong. Well, that's going to get somebody killed. Yeah. That's going to get somebody killed. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, and we've, t- we've talked about this before. That's deadly hesitation. When you fail to act when the only reasonable, justifiable, um, and logical course of action is to, is to act, and give that person the two point second, or 0.2 seconds that it requires for them to shoot before you can even think about what's happening. Right. You know, let's look at force science, you know, and, and the, the physical capabilities of a person to even recognize a threat, let alone respond and re- react to it. Yep. Um, it, it, there's, that's critical seconds that you don't get back. Yeah. And if, if you have officers who are second guessing and, and, and thinking about the aftermath of the, uh, of the incident more than you're thinking about the incident itself, right. you're putting yourself in harm's way. Right. And it's un, policing's an, un, it's a hazardous business to begin with. Um, a whole variety of bad things can happen to an officer on any given shift. Yeah. Let's not add to the risk. No, and I think, you know, the fact that some police organizations in California did uh, back or affirm the the signing of the law, I think it was mostly because of mitigation that was done to the original intent to what finally resulted. And um, I think a lot of people are hanging their hat in the law enforcement arena on training, new training as being the key to the success of this and and to uh, officers being safe and officers not being prosecuted is that the training will um, fix some of the, the things that, that people think are wrong, that the adv- advocates think are wrong. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, I wish that every legislator who voted on this new law was forced to go through a shoot don't shoot scenario simulator type with of at least three simulations yeah. uh, to give them an idea of what officers encounter and and still again it's a simulation you I mean, know you're going to be safe yeah you, I mean you know it's, that it's in the end you're going to walk out and okay you either yeah, win or where are we eating for dinner tonight yeah. and if you say okay I'm not going to shoot any scenario and you walk out of there and say oh I got shot three times oh well I'm going to vote for this this yeah. new legislation that. Still, I think it gives them uh, some experience as far as seeing what officers are being pitted against. And um, and I just hope that, uh, you know, officers act um, with their training in mind. Uh, I want everybody to come home at the end of the night. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all in favor of more training. I want there to be funding for it. I want there to be appropriate training for the trainers. I want that to be addressed first yeah um you know because all training is not good training right i've been to a couple right. of really lousy trainings I hear you. Uh, so let's make sure we're doing it right i'm all in favor of more training and if that's part of the outcome of this legislation two thumbs up but it doesn't address the offender it doesn't address the opposition the person who has criminal intent yeah and <clears throat> is a three striker and i'm not going back to jail type guy right. and it doesn't address the issues that go to that person's life. You know, th- there's a whole host of social issues that need to be addressed to make sure that this person's not going to go out there and because they're high on drugs, they're going to b- boost cars. Because they're uh, running drugs, they're, they're uh, you know, they're, they're gangbanging against the, the, other, the other color, if you will, on the other block. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't address some of the fundamental issues that caused these shootings to begin with. Right. So, you know, it's 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 politicians in California doing California politician stuff. What's happening in your state? Do you have any kind of legislation proposed uh, similar to uh, AB 392? And I do recommend, by the way, look up this bill, take a look at it and keep your eyes peeled because what happens in California oftentimes happens someplace else in the country shortly thereafter. And keep your eyes out for this kind of stuff. Send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thank you again.